Blog Talk Radio. NCMMARadio.com. We're also on MyMMANews.com, Twitter and Instagram, NCMMA underscore radio. We appreciate the support, the follows, the listens, and everything else. Before we get started with our interview with Nick Catone, UFC 205. Go to Ridley Sports Bar in Howell, New Jersey. Anybody in Monmouth, Ocean County area, check it out. Phenomenal sports bar. And also, Eat Clean Bro. Great prepared foods. Taste, taste awesome, so give them a try. Eat Clean Bro. Phenomenal. This episode, like I mentioned, we're going to interview Nick Catone, the owner of NCMA, which is a beautiful facility in Brick, New Jersey. You name it, they have it. Cages, boxing ring, heavy bags. So, Nick, this is Tyson. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Well, Nick, I guess obviously the biggest story in UFC right now is UFC 205. But my first question for you is, you were part of the group that helped bring MMA to New York. So how proud are you to have this in MSG? Yeah, it's about time, man. It's uh, it was long overdue, you know. Um, I was up there uh, years ago with uh, Ronda Rousey, actually at the time uh, before she signed with the UFC, and uh, she was part of Strike Force, um, you know. And, and we were up there for the weekend, just kind of rallying, trying to get it to uh, get it legalized. And you know, about four or five years later, here we are, and now it's going to be uh, you know the biggest biggest card of all time. So I'm uh, I'm excited. Can't wait. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. This this card is loaded from top to bottom, and obviously the headline fight is Eddie Alvarez and Conor McGregor, and you know Eddie Alvarez very well. He trained at NTMA and phenomenal fighter. Do you, do you think there's any chance that all of Conor's trash talking, all his hoopla, could actually get to Eddie? Well, you know what? I, I think people expect that, you know. So it's uh, you're mentally prepared for it to kind of be, uh, you know, a little bit of a a, a show or circus whatever you want to call it you know so uh you know i think guys when they're gonna fight connor they kind of expect all that to be coming so i don't think it's like anything new and and i'm sure eddie kind of prepared himself for uh for all the the stuff he'd be throwing his way this week you know yeah the press conferences have been crazy but like even in the cage as a fighter if you have a guy like connor like haunting you in a cage or doing some real unorthodox stuff does that throw off your game at all or do you just stay focused on what you're trying to do yeah uh, you know it definitely does but it's again i mean you know you get guys in here to kind of mimic that stuff and you know if you haven't seen it before and then all of a sudden thrown in your face and all the fighter kind of might throw you off a little bit but you know on film he's done it in the past and you know you kind of just got to keep your head and stay to the game plan and uh you know, that's uh, pretty much, you know, I think that that'll take care of, uh, you know, any of the antics and stuff that's going on. So I, I would just kind of keep my head and stick with what I'm doing, my game plan, and uh, let him do whatever he's going to do. 
And what is your assessment of McGregor's ground game? I mean, that was, you know, as all Frankie Edgar fans, we all wanted to see Frankie fight Connor just to see Frankie take him down, which something he doesn't make him defend too well. What is your take on Connor's ground game? Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely his his weakness, you know. And uh, a few guys have exposed it, you know. A lot of his fights, I think, were uh, you know kind of handpicked on the way up, and they gave him a lot of strikers, and and you know, and then you see a guy like Mendez and and Nate, guys like that, wherever kind of expose him a little bit, um, you know. So I I think. Uh, you know, he's definitely got some holes in his game and I'm sure he's been working on it, but it's, it's not something that you're going to, uh, to really fill a kind of hole like that in six months or a year that takes, that takes some time, you know, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And, uh, you know, I think Eddie's definitely got an advantage there. So, um, you know, it's just going to kind of, who, who can impose uh, their will on, on each other. Yeah. I think it's going to be a phenomenal fight. And where do you think, there's a lot of analysts think that you know, Connor's going to come out in the first two, three minutes and just go for the kill, like just you know, throw everything he has. As a fighter, how would you kind of try to like deal with that? Do you do you go blow for blow, or do you try to just move and get away, or go for the takedown? How would you handle that? Yeah, well, I think anybody that kind of comes at you and pressures you, you know, a certain way, you know, it kind of it could throw you off. But again, you know, it's it's stuff that you prepare for. And, uh, you know, whether whether you're looking to, uh, you know, press him, you know, against the cage or look to, you know, shoot a double if he's coming in too too hard, you know. So I, I think connor has got to kind of, you know, kind of be expecting a little bit of, uh, you know, what, what Eddie might do also. So he might be afraid to kind of charge in a little bit. But, you know, I, I think you weather the storm on Connor. You know, he slows down a little bit and, um you know, and definitely, uh, you know, it, we all kind of seen his weaknesses a little bit. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. And uh, I think Eddie's going to be able to, uh, you know, impose his game plan and, uh, you know, and get and get the job done. No, I tend to agree with you. I think people are somewhat underestimating Eddie Alvarez a little bit. Um, the next fight I want to talk to you about is another great fight, and it's Chris Weidman against Joelio Romero. And, you know, Weidman's got a pretty long delay just due to his injury, so it's about a year he hasn't fought. Nick, do you buy into, like, cage rust or ring rust when the guy's coming off an injury? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, early on, the first few minutes, and then it kind of comes back a little bit. You know, it's just any time to, you know, you haven't been in there in a while. There was a few times in my career I was out for about a year and get back in there and, you know, the first couple of minutes just kind of gets you, you know, so you can get in sync and get in a little bit of rhythm again and get that feel, you know, um, you know, because you've been in there before, but when you're away from it for a while, you forget until you get in there again. You're like, oh yeah, this is what it feels like, and you know, the, the lights and the, the crowd and the whole the whole deal, you know. So, um, I think it definitely uh, definitely plays a little bit of part, but you know, I think it'll uh, it'll come back to Chris pretty quick. Yeah, and this is a fascinating matchup because Romero is just so damn strong. He's a real powerful dude. How would you handle that if you're wide? Like, how do you try to offset the, the strengths of Romero? Well, I think he's another guy, too, that, that slows down, you know. So you, you got to just stay the course, weather the storm a little bit, and just know that, uh, you know, later the fight goes, I think it's, you know, definitely more in favor of uh, Chris, you know. So, um, you know, anybody's uh, one punch away from winning the fight, you know. It's, and, you know, fatigue – you know, kind of, uh, you know, shows some big flaws in guys, you know, when guys get tired, you know, 
don't care who you are. It's 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 if you're not in shape and can't fight for three rounds, man, it's that's uh, it's a tough place to be. And you know, especially with uh, some of the top guys in the world, you know. So I think uh, you know, Yoel better come in shape. And um, you know, I think Chris uh, can weather the storm a little bit, and then uh, you know, I think you're gonna kind of see him put him on him. <clears throat> And how, how much do you think, like, the, I mean, you know, every, everywhere you look, Chris is so excited, you know, fighting Madison Square Garden, his hometown from New York. How much do you think just him fighting in New York and the hometown crowd behind him is going to fuel him? Yeah, any time uh, you got your home crowd around you, you know, that's definitely, uh, you know, something that, you know, it's it, it kind of gives you that little extra boost that you need sometimes, you know. You get the, the crowd chanting and, uh you know, so it's. I think anytime I fought in Jersey, you know, I fed off that stuff. And I think it's going to be the same thing, you know. And I think that place is going to be uh, electric on Saturday night, so um, it's going to be easy for him to get up for that fight. Yeah, and another great matchup, and like we said, this card is loaded. Is Frankie Edgar versus Jeremy Stevens, which is a, just a fascinating matchup for a variety of reasons. Because you have, you know, Frankie's just a machine. You know, great cardio, just great movement, great boxing. And Stevens is like young gun just has like a fury in him. How do you think, how do you handle that fury? Like that Stevens would he just so aggressive and just powerful. Yeah, you definitely got to be smart with him, you know, early, uh, you know, Jeremy's definitely got, got some power. He used to fight at 55. He's a big guy. It's explosive, you know? So, um, you know, it's just something that, uh, I think a lot of movement will, uh, you know, slow him down. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Frankie's one of the best in the game at that. So I think, um, you know, he kind of sticks with what he's good at. And, and you know, again, just, just be smart and uh, just watch watch early. Jeremy's got, got a lot of pop. And, you know, he's a guy, too, that, you know, he could fight for three rounds, too. You know, he'll, he'll keep coming. And uh, But I just think Frankie's, you know, too much for him. And, and Frankie's cardio, we all know, it's, it's over the top. And, um, you know, I just think... Uh, you know, Frankie's again. He's going to get it done, and it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle, but uh, Frankie definitely. I think it's going to be a little, a little too much for Jeremy. It's not something that he's seen and dealt with before. Yeah, and it's, like I said, another great fight, and, and another title fight is Tyrone Woodley against Stevie Thompson. And, and Thompson's just a great fighter because he's so his just his striking, his kicks, his punches. As a fighter, how do you deal with a very diverse striker? Like, how do you even prepare for that? Yeah, he's he's definitely uh it's definitely rare and it's hard to kinda of get somebody in camp to mimic that, you know, so that's definitely an advantage that he has is just uh you know, his style is just not a lot you don't see that often. So um you know, it's probably gonna throw Woodley off just like it has with a lot of the guys, you know, just that unorthodox movement and uh you know, just the way you know, he moves in there, it's hard for guys to kinda of time and, and hone in on him, you know, so, and he mixes it up too. So it's, it's going to be an interesting fight because Woodley's got a lot of power and he's kind of one of those explosive guys that wants to, you know, get his hands on you. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, Thompson's got that, that um, style that can kind of throw him off. And what with guy like Thompson too, he's got like that, he's got length, he's, you know, he's got the wall kicks, the, the reach, things like that. How do you how do you deal with a guy like that with the contact kicks? Even if he does like a front kick, he's gonna keep you kind of off balance. How would you handle that? Yeah, I I think that's something that uh, you know you just got to use some different angles and a lot of feints and and you know you can't just come straight in because he's gonna unload on you you know with all those kicks and keep you at bay a little bit. So I think 
you know, feints and, and angles, a little bit of movement. And, uh, you know, Willie's got good wrestling, so he's probably going to be looking to catch one of those. And, and Wonder Boy's definitely got to be, you know, aware of that too, you know. And, uh, you know, even, even too, like – he throws one of those right kicks, that right hand could be firing straight down the pipe. So I think, uh, you know, he's, it goes both ways, you know, Willie's, you know, dangerous guy, you know, he's, he's definitely showing that he's got a lot of power. So I think you're going to see Wonder Boy kind of try to keep the outside a little bit. And, uh, you know, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. Some, some great fights. Yeah, they sure are. And another per, another player that you're familiar with is, is Sapo. Rafael Natal, who's fighting Tim Boach, which could be a slugfest. What are your thoughts on Sapo and Boach? It's going to be a crazy fight. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Sapo's, he's he's definitely tightened up his game, you know, the last few years. You know, I, I think he, he used to be a little bit more of a brawler, but he's starting to, uh, his last few fights, so I was, you know, I was impressed. He's definitely sharpening up his game. You know, he's mixing his kicks, his punches up, and, and you know, even some of his takedowns. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Bosch is just kind of more of a, you know, brawler in your face, you know, come forward type of guy, you know, he hangs around and, you know, it takes quite a bit to put him away. So I think, uh, you know, I think that's going to be interesting too, but I think, you know, I think Sapo's just got, you know, a little bit more than Bosch does. I think, uh, you know, he's just got more looks and, and he's going to be able to mix it up a little bit more than uh, Bosch can. Yeah. And a fight that's on like, under the prelims is Caitlin Chukagian against Liz Carmouche, and you know Caitlin very well. And you know, off her first fight, you know, she got a lot of criticism just for the way she boxed, the way she moves. What was your take on that? Because I thought she fought very well, but it seems like there was, you know, social media was just all over. Yeah, you know what? I mean, Caitlin's, uh, she's young, she's still growing, so, you know, she's getting better each time in there. And, uh, you know, everybody's got stuff to uh, to work on, and and a lot of times you first fight in UFC, you know, you're not, it's not going to be your best performance. But she got her she got her hand raised, and and there's you know things that that she wanted to work on and and get better at, and each time in there you get more and more comfortable. So, and again, uh, you know, you got the hometown crowd, and and I think she's going to be able to feed off that and really get up for the fight. And you know, I think we're going to see the best Caitlin yet this this fight coming up. So. Yeah, no doubt. And like you said, and my, my my one question for you is, you know, how does how do you think Mark Henry handles all this? I mean, if you go into NCMMA on a Thursday or a Saturday, he's got four or five guys. Like he's got four four people on this card. How in the world does he handle all this? And like, how do you guys handle all these different fighters at one time? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's a big stage to be uh, cornering four different guys. I mean, I do a lot with the regional stuff. I'll have three, four, five guys on the card, but. You know, the, the the biggest card in, uh, you know, in history with some of the biggest names, you know, that you're you're behind, you know, Weidman, Eddie, Frankie, uh, Caitlin, you know. So, um, you know, it's it's a lot, you know. It's uh, you got four different game plans, four different opponents to go watch film on, you know. But uh, I don't know if uh, Mark slept the last two months, but uh, I think uh, he'll he'll sleep well after Saturday night after the team gets uh, gets it done and they all get their hand raised. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. So, Nick, first of all, thank you much for your time. And, and you know, just share some information on, on the gym. I know that the NCMA is a beautiful facility. You know, the, like I said, you have a boxing ring, you have the cage, you have a ton of mat space. Just give some information about that. Like, just how's the school going? And how, how's all your young amateur fighters doing? Yeah, the gym's doing great, man. You know, it's, 
you know, we got we got classes for pretty much everybody from four and a half years old, and you know, I, I think our oldest student here is sixty eight or sixty nine. So, people come in for for all different reasons, all different walks of life. People just get in shape, want to do something different. You know, uh, people lose, looking to lose weight, self defense. You know, you name it. Everybody's in here. You know, uh, trying to better their lives, and it's kind of cool to to open up a gym and and see everybody's lives changing. You know, for the better, and uh, you know, just getting healthier and. You know, so I I think that's, uh, you know, something that we're, uh, you know, our instructors, you know, here at at NCMMA are are good at. And, you know, we're always, uh, you know, trying to push everybody and and mixing it up and making classes, you know, somewhat fun and and at the same time kind of pushing you. And and then, uh, you know, everybody help their uh, get to their fitness goals or whatever it may be. And then, you know, like you said, we also have an amateur team, pro team. You know, we have guys that are, you know, uh, working their way up the ranks and, you you know, we got females in here competing, kids doing uh, grappling tournaments. So, you know, you, you name it, we got everything here. And uh, we got people coming from all over the state of New Jersey and, and uh, you know, um, even some uh, New York and uh, PA in a little bit. And uh, I think, you know, because of our staff and what we offer here. <clears throat> yeah, and just before I let you go, one of the, your young fighters that you've been working really hard with is Ricky Badejas, who won another fight in CFSC. Can you just share some insight on Ricky's career and how he's doing? Yeah, Ricky's uh he's been with me since he's eighteen. You know, he's twenty four now and um you know, he's eight and one right now, bantamweight. You know, uh his only loss is to uh UFC vet Nick Pace. Um you know, which uh we like to get that one back, but we've been uh you know, I think Nick's been banged up a little bit and uh Ricky's won three now to try and get back to a title shot and uh you know, Ricky's uh, just a guy. He's still learning, man. He's young. He's he's constantly getting better. He's in here working hard, and you know, um, I, you know, I think there's a bright future for him. And you know, I think we'll be we'll be seeing him at the big stage uh, shortly. So, uh, you know, he's got a good head on him, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see what the uh, you know what's ahead in the future for him. Yeah, and I, I give you a lot of credit, Nick. And your, your team, your pro team, your amateur team, those guys work hard. And they're always in shape. They're always disciplined. They're, you know, it's just. Just a lot of fun to watch. Just seeing how they develop over the years. So, congratulations to you, man. You're doing a lot of good things with these kids. Um, well, Nick, final predictions, man. You're, you're predicting Eddie in a win, and how's he gonna do it? I think Eddie's. Uh, I think he's gonna either get a stoppage or a uh, submission. You know, um, I'd say end of the second, early third round. <clears throat> awesome. Well, Nick, thank you for your time, and thank you for letting me do this podcast. I'll talk to you again next time. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Tyson. Have a good night. Bye. All right. That was former UFC fighter Nick Catone, the owner of NC MMA, who was kind of to give some just some time on this UFC 205 card, which is ridiculously stacked with talent. So, once again, you can follow us at com, mymmanews.com, and also on Twitter and Instagram. So we appreciate the time and the listen, and we'll talk to you next time.